WYSL stations bring you Jose Pio and Laval Lewis in your weekly dose of PCP. It's your hour of common sense with the politically correcting podcast and show. You got the power to let power go. Ready to go? We good? We are so ready. Oh man, I feel, so like, we have, ready. I feel like we haven't been here in weeks, man. It feels like there's just been so much. That's happened in this world in just the past week. But today we are uh, blessed to have a special guest in this room today. Uh, I, I see him as a personal friend, a uh, fellow veteran as well, and a all-around... You're just you're, you're too nice of a dude, man. You're, I, I don't like nice dudes. You're like one of the only nice dudes I enjoy hanging out with because most of them I'm just like, man... Man up, bro! No, no, you're good. You're a good guy. Christian Garzone here in the uh, in the station with us. Thank Thanks you for coming. So much for having me, Jose. Pleasure to be on. Absolutely. So I know most of the time people who start off an interview like this with you know, hey, tell us about yourself, yada yada. No, no, no. This is my question. All right, go for it. All right. What were you thinking getting into the media? Oh. What got you into such a destructive force for? I'm just joking. What got you into it? Honestly, what uh, I know you were doing it in the no, military. No, no, no. It's okay. So when I was in the Navy, I was in uh, boot camp. I wanted to be like a photographer or something. And uh, for two years, I was on the USS Nimitz with no job. But I fought my way to be a journalist. I really wanted to travel and tell the stories of the the military and uh, what happens. It's very very exciting job. And I kind of segued into it via that way. And I was a radio DJ in Tokyo. I was a wonderful life. Yeah. Um, but I had epilepsy. I think you know that. Um, after five years in the Navy, I had to be retired because of my epilepsy. had three horrendous seizures. So retired, got my master's from Syracuse. Thanks to the GI Bill. I wouldn't have gone there if I didn't have the GI Bill. Um, but the DOD rehired me to be a military journalist again and lead a military news team across the Asia Pacific. We'd be based out of Japan. Then we'd be in the Philippines, Thailand, Sri Lanka, Singapore, Telling the stories of uh, the U.S. military working with other militaries, doing all the great good that they do across the world. And so it just kind of segued from there. So was there someone in particular that you looked up to back in the day when the media was actually, I feel, the media? Yes. Uh, Back in the day, like Bernard Shaw, CNN, like what happened to those days? You know, it it was just like, here's the straight poop, here's one side, here's the other. Now it's... Pretty much editorializing, I would say, on, the, on a national level, I'll yeah, say, yeah. not locally. That's I, I want to draw the distinction there. But from a national standpoint, it's uh, very opinionated. Um, I kind of miss sort of like the McNeil Lehrer News Hour type of thing that my dad watched all the time as a kid. I thought it was boring, but as a kid, uh, looking back on it, it's like there really was kind of two arguments, and you could make up your own mind as the viewer type of thing. As it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. Now it feels as if they're just the kind of the the megaphone for the White House. Let's just say it's oh my, it's awful. I, just, I had a conversation just the other day with somebody who has uh, TDS, um, Trump Derangement Syndrome, and they were just giving these. Um, sort of talking points parroting off MSNBC or whatever and this person was telling me when the president tells you to sign a border deal you sign it oh geez and I said wouldn't you want to ask questions and I don't have the energy sometimes to engage with (laughs) folks I just kind of said okay all right that's fine but wouldn't you want to question it and look through the border deal and see what's in it because there's a hell of a lot in there you know don't you hate that that's like one of my biggest pet peeves with these you know when you get to a a certain level you've got hundreds of pages in the legislation and it has so much pork belly in there it has so much freaking junk that just thrown in there well you say yes to this but that also means you're saying yes to this 
Yeah. I mean, as an average everyday person, you see that. Yeah. I want to hope. How, how do you feel about when you hear that exact thing with the you know if you pass this funding for these five yeah. wars that we're trying to fund, <laughs> then maybe we'll do some work on the border. I know maybe we, the, for the past three years it's been horrendous, and I don't know who's really buying this narrative that it's the GOP's fault that the border crisis is what it is. What did Biden do? He what undid like ninety four executive orders that President Trump did the re- remain like in the Mexico. first day. The first day, day one, and then this this um, influx of people. There was like a dinner bell moment in 2020 where, during the Democratic debate, they asked all of them, Buttigieg, the rest, it, would you give free health care and free goodies to? And they all raised their yeah, hand. All of them. That's ding, ding, ding. That's a moment where it's like, well, let's get going. Let's head, let's head that way, uh, type of thing. There's been a, a series of decisions that I think Democrats have made when it comes to the border, and now it's an election year. Must mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. because now all of a sudden it's the Republicans' fault, and that whole what you know, pass that border deal. Good Lord, 5000 a day? I'm trying to remember the numbers. Well, let's ask the black Republican bigot over here. <laughs> since no, you the are... Guy, the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> you are... You're, you're, you guys, the Republicans, happen to be the issue at the point where you didn't accept the border deal, right? Uh, our, our tax returns are 29% lower this year than before because you guys didn't pass the, the spending bill mm-hmm. that you're supposed to. Um, our, our, our border is open because of Donald Trump. Yeah. So what do you say to that uh, as, a, as one of the leaders of your party, in my opinion? I know within this 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 county. Right. I would I would I would hope so. Um, it, it's just another cycle. Right. Every every decade, there is a cyclical event that the powers that be have. So whatever whatever way they can use propaganda against whatever party at that time to push their agenda, it's the Republicans turn right now. Right. And for what it is that's that makes a conservative Republican. Right. Um, A lot of those ideologies that makes up a conservative, a lot of the things that that makes someone want to vote Republican is being used against them. Right. So being pro-American is a problem. Right. Right. So and the only way that type of thought gets put out there is it comes from the media. And it's strange that when you look at all of the box media channels that we have out there, they're all owned by a specific number of individuals, a very small, minute group of investors. Of course, we got BlackRock, which is one of the investors in all of these news organizations. So you got to ask the question, OK, so who who's really in charge of, you know, what sets up a society and what they believe and how they feel? You know what I mean? So. I, I kind of look at it to where as <clears throat> as being a Republican and understanding that it is propaganda that you are working up against. Um, the challenge is, number one, you still have to hold your party accountable, but you also have to be able to cut through the BS and, and have a conversation like the one we're having today right now to where we can kind of decipher what is BS and what is something that, as far as American citizens, we all should know and understand and, and not support or do support? Yeah, because honestly, I don't know Christians. I, I, I assume, I guess, at, at a certain point, a lot you of know, people assume, yeah. Yeah. Not only are you prior military, you know, military veteran, um, you are very proud of the country that you live in because I, I distinctly remember a post that you made. I think it was like. Fourth of July or something like that, and it was you in the pool with your shirt popped off. You were doing it for the ladies, I know. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And you had the American flag flying, and you, and you said something that was like, you know, we're we're not perfect, but we're 
the best thing we that there is. The last best hope for the world. Sure is. Yeah. And uh, that's the thing that really irks me is that now our our military people are being utilized to do as the politicians want at this point because I'm sure we have troops on the ground in these different countries. I'm sure we have them in harm's way. But at the same time, and on top of that, we've got you know the, the interview with Putin where he says, I'm willing to do a ceasefire. I'm willing to come to the table. You know, President Biden hasn't even called me in two years. I haven't even had a conversation with him, but I'm sure willing to have that. Um, whether that's incorrect, whether that's propaganda, I don't know. I think that, you know, someone wouldn't make up such a, lie, a blatant lie if, if the White House couldn't just come out and say, well, here's my call log. This is <laughs> yeah. me calling Putin right here. They're the most transparent administration in history. Remember that. Absolutely. So it shouldn't be a problem. And just looking at Biden himself, let's be honest, do we really think he's in control? I don't think he knows who he talked to yesterday. Exactly. <laughs> the, yeah, what, the, all the dead people he was talking about, the oh old German God. chancellor and everything else. Hey, man, I talked to so-and-so who died in 1996 yesterday. Yeah. Right. All right, great. The, the crazy thing to me is, I mean, we have MSNBC up on the TV screen here. Um, I tend to watch all the different news stations just so I can try to find some kind of semblance of, all right, somewhere in the middle there is something there. Mm. But they're just so vastly different. And when I'm at the gym, you know, my one time a week for 30 minutes maybe, I'm looking at the TV screens and I'm looking at the, them saying the same, talking about the same topic and saying two completely different things. Mm-hmm. And then you see, you know, Joe Biden losing track of his words, not knowing that he's talking about dead people, not knowing when his son died, not knowing when he left office. And all these things come up and then you look at CNN and, and they're just now finally... They can't. They can't hide it anymore. They've got to do something. As much as Peter Ducey's out there asking the tough questions, <laughs> Peter Ducey, yes, and they won't show that. I, I think it's, I, they can't hide it anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. blatant at this point. Three, four, six, three thousand. Uh, we're here with Christian Garzon. We'll be right back after this break with the politically correcting boys here. quality of life we deserve in truth and freedom informed by our constitution our laws and traditions we need to pick the best leaders possible recent experience certainly illustrates that free and accurate elections are essential if we're going to restore our society and safeguard our rights new york citizens audit is a volunteer nonpartisan group which has been lobbying for open source audits of the state board of elections and reform of the electoral process statewide did you know citizens audit has uncovered over one million felony violations of election law that in 2020, there were 625,000 more voter registrations than existing voting age citizens in just six New York counties, that there were 338,000 more votes cast than voters who voted. These are just a few shocking examples of the urgent need for reform. You can help. Visit AuditNY.com and learn the facts, how to volunteer, and make a difference in your community. Again, volunteer, donate, or spread the word. Start at AuditNY.com. That's AuditNY.com. Youth for Christ Rochester needs to grow. Our kids are telling us they don't feel safe in their neighborhoods or rec centers, and they're asking us to be open more. And thanks to your support, we will. 
We're adding a weeknight and Saturday mornings to our basketball program. We're adding a second Arts Academy Friday night. And we're adding a second P31 girls class on Saturdays. But we need your help. $25 per month funds a kid for a year. Give your best gift to yfcrochester.org slash donate. Advertising on the WYSL stations is both affordable and effective, but it's so much more than that. When your business or professional practice has a presence on the voice of liberty, you connect with a patriotic, awake, and aware audience that cares about society, our families, our schools, our values, and our future. And our listeners appreciate you and respond. We can end the madness together. For truth and freedom, the WYSL stations, the voice of liberty. Call 346-3000 to advertise today. Politically Correcting. And if you're just discovering uh, the uh, Politically Correcting show the first time, now that we're at 27,000 watts, be sure to give us a call. Let us know where you are out there in the far reaches of Genesee and Erie County and Onondaga County. Once again, here's Jose. And if you have friends out there, tell them to listen into this show because this network here, WYSL, is providing us and you with a with an amazing opportunity to hear both sides of the conversation try to find some type of middle ground with the politically correcting boys here we got Lavelle Lewis who is our black republican bigot as our uh, favorite caller Keith would put it myself the Jose Peel Latino Democrat uh, we we have the conversations we go after our own parties we go after each other's parties because at some point we in America are going to have to come back and bring this country to a point where we feel comfortable living here and not comfortable letting just anybody coming into the border. Now, that's just me saying I don't know what Christian Garzone would have to say about that. But one thing I definitely want to jump into before we get into the uh, those type of topics is I want to kind of get into how the sausage is made with the media locally. Sure. Um, the be- sausage, great, cho- great choice of words. You like that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I know I've, because I, the media finds a way to you know what I know what in. <laughs> because I've been on the inside I know how how uh-huh. politics is made right mm-hmm. how that sausage on that yeah. side is made mm-hmm. and um, seeing it from the inside is completely different from what I thought it would look like sure yeah right so you being in the media and me seeing it from the outside I get all still all the same emails from when I was on city council about yeah. all the different things that are going on in our city overnight you know we're getting six to eight emails of stabbings, murders, kidnappings, this and the other. How does the media choose what stories they are going to put forth? Sure. And do you, as a reporter, have any kind of insight into that? Oh, of course I do. Uh, you know, every, every morning there's a meeting where the heads come together and the news director's in charge, and we talk about what's going on for the day. Um, I would really say local news is like that last bastion of hope because we just talked about national coverage, how national coverage is so divisive and so opinionated. Local news, I never really got that. There's a lot of discussions like we're kind of having here, just people with different mindsets all talking about the best way to coverage thing, uh, cover things, how to balance them effectively. And um, you were talking about crime there a second ago and asking about um, how to choose what to cover. You know, that's a a good example there. Um, Crime got to be so tough at times. We couldn't be in so many places at once because after 2020, Mm -hmm. 
the crime rate with with homicides, with with violent acts, with shootings, with stabbings was so high, we just had to pick and choose at that point what we could cover, what we were able to. Um, so there is that factor to it. But we always want to do it justice, whatever the topic is. And it might be, look, uh, a coverage uh, coverage that lasts for three, four, five stories. It'd be easy for somebody to look at one of those stories and say, you just covered this angle. Wait a minute. This is one story out of like three or four of the same topic that we're right. you got to tune in nightly. We're, we're trying to hit it up. But my time in local news was fantastic. I can't say enough great things about the people that Channel 8, of course, and 10 and 13 and Spectrum that I got to work with. Um, I, I really uh, I missed the job a lot. But, you know, I... You know, I think I've told you before, just uh, the, the pay a lot of reporters make isn't a lot. That's a national right. thing. And the phone going ping, ping, ding, ding, ding all, all hours of the day, all over the weekend for this, that, or the other. And the feedback you would get from people, you know, wasn't always the best. There'd be a lot of times where it's people would confuse national coverage for a story that I did. And I would get the finger, like the sternum poke at the gym. That story you did on Trump or Biden, I didn't like it. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not, you know, uh, Greg Gutfeld or confusing me with people. Um, but... Yeah, that's that's it in a nutshell. I mean, there's a lot of discussions that take place all throughout the day. And I want to put one rumor to rest. People think that I didn't write my own stuff. I wrote everything I was going to say. Okay, that's going to uh, be my next question. Yeah, every, people, that's, I get that question all the time. That what else would I be doing out there? I'm on scene, I'm writing the script, and I send it in. And there's maybe a few points here or there to make sure everything's balanced and, you know, nothing is, like, uh, <laughs> hard to understand or might get us in trouble. But I wrote almost everything you know, nine times out of 10, I would write everything, you know? Yeah. Okay. And one thing that happened locally that uh, happened during COVID, I'm not sure if you saw the video of all the different news stations that were all lockstep in line of what they were saying. (laughs) Was that brought up at the... That to show did they talk about that and say oh dang this is what people are talking about was are you talking about like a national like a, like a sizzle reel of clips that were yeah. played is it what national stuff yeah like hey you know come to us we are the ones who have all the information Our we will lie to you to report to you yeah. unbiased 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 and like Forty thousand news stations are all saying it's the same disinformation, thing. misinformation. Yeah. yeah, not just with COVID, but I see it a lot. Like those sizzle clips get played of just whatever topic it might be, and they'll play all from all the national stations, almost like they're all writing it for the one person's writing it and disseminating right. it out to all the rest of these national stations. I see that a lot. Like, and there's there's topics like the Hunter Biden laptop that was that's Russian disinformation. The next day, oh, that's all Russian disinformation. It's like that everyone's saying it, mm-hmm. and except maybe like Fox or something is questioning it. So, yeah, there's that aspect to it. But, again, that's national. Local, I I can't say enough great things about local coverage. So do they get Mm -hmm. uh, any kind of um, material, like, I don't know, faxed in, emailed in, whatever it may be, that says, hey, these are the talking points that everyone is, is discussing today? You know, do something about this, talk about it in some kind of way? Not that I had seen, no. We do include national um, stories in our newscast at times. Um, that our parent company, I think, was CBS. So we would include like a CBS story in our newscast when we needed, needed to fill time or there's something that's just too important for the day to include. It would be a national package um, inside that newscast that was local. Um, but there was never anybody that I saw who was like, you've got to cover this or do this. I, I don't recall that at all. Of course, the news director is the one in charge. And one refreshing thing I got to say about the news directors I had is I would try to gauge where they would stand politically on things. I could never, ever, ever tell. And that should yeah. be reassuring to the viewers because the guy good. making the decision, I, I'm telling you, for five years, I, I knew the, the one guy there now, Rory. I still, Of course, I still know him. He's around still. But I could never tell you where he stood politically, ever. And I would try to bait him at times, just like poke him. Yeah, yeah. And he would never, he would never shake. He'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> so it was a, always a good thing, you know. 
One thing that I I did uh, enjoy personally was during you know when COVID was rolling out and I was speaking up against it and the news media. I, mean, I had my protest on January first, twenty twenty one. I had I had on it to be very honest here. I I had just came back from vacation. I didn't do no freaking go home for ten days and <laughs> yes, yes. stay away from every night. I went the very next day, went out there doing the protesting about the mandatory vaccinations and the news stations were just hammering me with who's saying there's gonna be mandatory vaccinations? Who said that they're gonna be core? I'm like, it's gonna they're gonna coerce us into this. I'm like, I'm telling you it's gonna happen. And then what happened was they went to uh Michael Mendoza and said, This is what this councilman is protesting about. What are your thoughts on that? Michael Mendoza comes out with there is no talk of any kind of vaccination requirements or mandating vaccines. Right. (laughs) So I I love the fact that when I came out with my information and then it had a differing opinion come in, you know, and, and to combat that. I wish they would do that with every news story so that you can get both sides. Because that's the only part that I kind of miss about the local news from when I was talking my talk. Um, They would always have two or three experts. I'm using air quotes here for everyone on the radio experts to come in behind and say, is this person lying about this? Is this really going to happen? But there's so many stories out right now that, you know, like the shooting at Kansas City, the, the parade. They're not even talking about. The fact that it's, you know, two kids of color. I say kids, I have no idea how old they were. But the fact that they're not even talking about certain things, it feels as if the media is trying to hide something. I think that's what most people are where they're saying, just talk about it. Just put the information out there and let us decide for ourselves. Yeah, please. I think even Ann Coulter the other night on, yeah. on Bill Maher said, we know it wasn't a white man, because if it was a white guy who did this, it would be all over the Front place. Page. And then who was sitting next to her? Van Van Jones? Or Probably he, Van Jones. And he, yeah, he, was, oh, he was sitting, he, he, the look on his face was like, well, you know, yeah. he, he's the nothing burger guy, right? About the Russia collusion. <laughs> Didn't somebody take the videotape of him and he admitted that the whole Russia thing's just a nothing burger and they're just mm-hmm. playing it up? And yep. mm-hmm. that was three years of time well spent. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Please. It's, it's never about the story, it's the agenda. So yeah. the, the overall agenda is the most important thing to the corporations that pay for this this content to get put out to everybody else and it was just why they spend so much money to try and suppress information goes through social media right so within just any type of news organization uh, the competition is the um, the private uh, invest uh, journal uh, journalists right the people who are out there getting information on their own from other places other sources and combating the uh, whatever you want to call it that they give us, this I I kind of th- yeah <laughs> so I I compare CNN MSNBC even Fox because they're both owned by the same company Disney I look at them as make, like McDonald's Burger King Wendy's the box stores you know what I mean but if you really want some real information go you got to go to you got to no not even Arby's no you got to go to the mom and pops you got to go to the small business owners right. you got to go to the small journalists to get that information because they're the ones that's getting censored. Like the politically correcting boys here at WISL, that's exactly why I think a lot of these podcasts, a lot of these radio shows are coming up because people look to the news and they expect you to give them the information without any biases. But so many people right now, they can't read through it and they they somehow can't see that as biased reporting. And you mentioned something earlier that I had to do a lot of the times, which is watch multiple stations just to arrive somewhere in the middle to understand what's going on because there's value to both sides a lot of the times but you mm-hmm. have to watch a, a broad array of coverage to actually find out okay i think i get it now but 
Lord Almighty, that was a lot of work. I should be able to watch the news. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a heck of a lot. People don't realize how much work goes into it. just yeah. a one hour radio show. I see one news source and I'm like, all right, is that what it really is? And I have to go through a freaking you know, rabbit hole of finding out where the real information is. You know, they're talking about, oh, the Republicans don't want this bill to pass because of this reason. And they're trying to put this in there so they can, you know, get Trump in the end. I'm like, all right, let me find out it's what's really in the MAGA bill. MAGA extremists. Get it right. MAGA we extremists. are MAGA extremists. Weren't they Mega MAGA or something like that? Mega they, MAGA they, extremists? However, they want to yeah. spice it up, but With we that are whole, all that extremists. Whole, the, the, the blood red stage. Remember that when Biden yes. came out? The blood oh, yes. red stage. I was like, oh my God, what is this? It's like neo apocalyptic type of talk. I thought they changed the color on the screen and then i looked i'm like oh my god he really did that a little bit much but you're right though peeling back the artichoke because if you're off by like one little iota of something it's like well that's fake you're wrong blah 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 it's like i'm trying to do the best i can with with what's out there i'm getting half the story here the other half from here it's a lot well i appreciate your insight on that we're gonna be right back after this break here at the wysl radio station with the politically correcting boys christian garzone 346-3000 is the number to call and get some inside info. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about your job at the uh, VOC. Awesome. And maybe some other topics that you may not want to answer. We'll see when we come back. I like the song. We might have to just keep keep it going for a minute there. Studio, keep it going, guys. That's right. So that YouTube can block us yet again. I know, right? We have so many strikes on YouTube. It's pretty funny. They love us from the bumper music. From the bumper music, yep. Striker, we got Striker on the line. How you doing, brother? Good. How you doing, brother? Good. We got for us. Well, I, I heard you talking about uh, how much time it goes into making, whether it's a, a radio show or a, a, um, a podcast. And I know from doing my podcast, um, it, you can take for one hour of content, you can take up to, and I do, I take up to three hours or more of hunting down the information that I want to cover. Yeah, And when I do that, I always name the periodical, the person that wrote the article, and the date that it was published. And sometimes I have a really rough time finding information that I want to cover. And I'm just curious if that ever happens to you. Oh, dude. Every single time I make a statement. The problem was, you, you're doing it right. Thank you so much again, first of all, for, for calling. Um the issue that I come across is that when I don't post it and I only post, you know, what we talk about, then someone would be like, hey, where did you get that information from? In back of my mind, it's not my job <laughs> to do your research. I gave you my research. Yeah. I talked about it. If it comes out my mouth, in my mind, it's the automatic truth. <laughs> like, there's nothing else that I will open my mouth up for. That sounded kind of wrong. <laughs> but it's the truth. If the words come out of my mouth... In my opinion, you should just accept that 
Jose has done the research. He has dug into the things that you're never going to look into because I look at everything. Yeah. I'll look into what the BBC says. I'll look into what Times of Israel says. I'll look into things that you wouldn't look into. And when I see that, you know, only Fox News is talking about it and no other, you know, news stations talk about it, in my opinion, I was like, well, that there's got to be something there because if the other mainstream media is not even going to jump on this, right. then there's got to be something there that they're going to take a, you know, Disney-owned company is going to go out on the edge and say that this is something. And it just, you know, the, I saw this video where this... uh they they talk about this experiment where they put a bunch of ants in a jar and they had red and black ants in a jar and they were all fine until they shook up the jar. Once they shook the jar, then that's when the red and black ants started to attack each other. It's the same thing they're doing with with our media, you know, and within just what they provide in on the right with Fox, they know that a lot of conservatives are going to be like they're they're consciously thinking about everything they're on point with anything that goes off or wrong with their country they're pointed out and they're going to give them a lot more truths than they're going to give them on the lefts on the left side to where now on the left they're like it doesn't matter about what do they say the uh facts don't matter but truth does more so than anything that's what biden said what does it even mean it makes no sense it makes no sense at all so uh, for me, I'm like I like to put it like this. I would rather give you the the Easter eggs that will push you to whatever part of a story that you research and find out on your own. Because you may find out, you may find something that I'm that I'm unaware of, right? And, and become enlightened that we can kind of bring it to the table and further expand upon the conversation. And I certainly post um, some of the things on the Instagram page. So if you have not gone and followed the Politically Correcting Instagram page. Go over there and check it out. I post a lot of what we end up talking about on there throughout the week. So kind of stirs like the, the you know the, the hornet's nest to see mm-hmm. what people are going to say. And then I can take those talking points because what I love to do is I like to fight both angles so that I can come up with where it is that I believe. Because I think a lot of people just go <clears throat> to their news source and just parrot exactly what they said. Well, I want to know what the bleeding heart liberals are going to say i want to know what the progressives are going to say i want to know conservatives or republicans are going to say because that way i know where i stand i know where their fight's going to be and i can battle it immediately with the information that i have right now though the problem is so many things are not even being aired out there especially when it's i'm never going to let the COVID thing go i will never let it go i will always talk about the ramifications of COVID, the ramifications of shutdowns, especially the ramifications of the vaccines. Now, you don't have to agree with me. That is perfectly fine. That's the country we live in. You can think of it your own way. You can stab yourself a million times with some concoction that you believe is going to prevent you from dying. Have at it. Your body is your body. Your body, your choice. I'm 100% behind that. Just don't get mad at me because I'm giving you information, right? If someone freaking falls down passes out 10 minutes after getting the vaccine. It's like, well, we got to say something about that. We can't just let that <laughs> slide. But this is not a talk about the vaccine because I can go for days with the with COVID <laughs> I've been stuff, out man. I with you with the Bro. protest. There. I remember those days. Yeah. Bro, I, I will not... Man, my wife is the same way. She's like, babe, what are you going to do now? I'm like, I don't care. I will never let this go. I will make sure everybody knows where mm-hmm. they should be, where they should uh, see at least know what the ramifications could be if you decide to go down that path. 
I can't be the only one speaking up about it, but I will be. Well, do you guys think it's fair, though, that let's say you do put the information out there and the fact that you put it out there, uh, people will attack you as if, you know, just because you put it out there, you automatically believe everything that's being reported. You're or just attack a new source. Yes. Right. And they'll attack the source. Right. As if, well, yeah. see, well, you're you're giving me uncredible information. Right. And that means not everything you said is null and void. And right. It's, it's no truth to what you're saying. Now. It didn't come from Chris Garzone on Channel 8. <laughs> so I'm not going to believe it. Well, yeah, that, I, I think what you're, you're saying is like when you put uh, just information from the CDC or local doctors out there, whatever the topic might be, say it's covid and then people attack you just for putting information out there. Mm-hmm. I remember during all the social unrest in 2020, which was night after night after night. That is such a nice night. way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. I, I am being polite when I say that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it, was, it was not fun. Um, but with, you know, the night after night, a, a protest everywhere at the public safety building that went on forever. I remember one story. It was all this stuff about... Uh, the, the voice of uh, the, the protesters, and I put in one statement from police that was less than a paragraph. I was barbecued for that. Wow. Like, how dare you? Oh, this is propaganda. What do you think you're out here? And I'm thinking to myself, what? What? Like, I'm including this little bit the police said about the you know whatever was being lobbed at their heads and why they decided to tear gas the crowd. That's right. that's their explanation. And it's like ten percent of the story versus all this other stuff that you know. And then I got barbecued for that. It's your it's your white supremacy that was coming you out in know, that article. Yeah, you know, I you know listen, I grew up with so many friends in Ontario County. You know. Middle income type of stuff. There are a lot of you know modular home trailer parks. It's, I had a lot of friends there. People wonder in those areas what this white supremacy is and how can they get a hold of it because yeah, yeah, you know that white privilege it, is not really working out for them. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I, I don't. I don't get the narrative a lot of the times where people talk to me about and, and I've had this happen before. People talk about my white privilege or supremacy they see this tip of the iceberg while you're on tv it's like there's this whole body of work that i've done you know i stand on the shoulders of giants a lot of people believed in me but i put in a lot of work to to kind of get here and by the grace of god here i am nope that's this you first of all you you mentioned merit and hard work so that's problem number one (laughs) right that's problem number one so you could not as a white person put in hard work and then not be you know uh supported with the fact that you know just because you're white that's why you're successful yeah it it happens uh or at least it happened quite a bit in in news people you know the feedback you get from viewers a lot of the times i used to love when people would just say a nice thing it was perfect but then you get the the comments well your teeth are fake and you know is this (laughs) just this stuff and twitter you would just it drive you nuts because no matter how well you presented a story did all the research all the digging there's always somebody who has an issue with it and they're going to be uh, a mouthpiece for themselves and whatever else. I, what, one, I'm sure with you one story one time there was a Back the Blue rally and our one of our new reporters went out and did the story. It was her first story. So I remember I retweeted it because I'm like, good for her. She went out and did this story and I was liking some of the comments. One lady in the comments emailed all the county legislators, all the city council people, all the newsrooms that Christian Garzon is a secret racist because mm. he is because he is Mm-mm-mm. posting out this back the blue thing. I'm like, I just did this because it was her this new reporter's first story. What? What's I feel your pain. At least the media didn't tell people that you were a racist. I tell you what, like they you, tried with me. You fit the description of a white supremacist. Thank you. Because you have the beard and you speak your mind. So. Yeah, no, and military you veteran. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, know, that's it right here. You got the trifecta. Church on Sundays too. Like, oh, oh man. And your cisgender. Oh my god. This <laughs> yeah. is over. Allegedly. Yeah. If yeah. <laughs> coming back after this break. At the WYSL radio station with the politically correcting boys and our guest here, Christian Garzon. We'll be right back. Oh, 
quality of life we deserve in truth and freedom, informed by our Constitution, our laws, and traditions, we need to pick the best leaders possible. Recent experience certainly illustrates that. Free and accurate elections are essential if we're going to restore our society and safeguard our rights. New York Citizens Audit is a volunteer, nonpartisan group which has been lobbying for open-source audits of the State Board of Elections and reform of the electoral process statewide. Did you know Citizens Audit has uncovered over 1 million felony violations of election law, that in 2020 there were 625,000 more voter registrations than existing voting age citizens in just six New York counties, that there were 338,000 more votes cast than voters who voted. These are just a few shocking examples of the urgent need for reform. You can help. Visit auditny.com and learn the facts, how to volunteer, and make a difference in your community. Again, volunteer, donate, or spread the word. Start at auditny.com. That's auditny.com. The 2024 Batavia Down Summer Concert Series has been announced. Come see bands like Smash Mouth, The Bacon Brothers, 38 Special, April Wine, and country music star Clay Walker. There will also be tribute acts paying homage to Fleetwood Mac, Tom Petty, Hart, The Doors, Chicago, and Sticks. It's going to be a great summer, all summer long at Batavia Downs. Get more information and tickets today at BataviaConcerts.com. That's BataviaConcerts.com. If you're looking to market and grow your business, make new business connections, and give back to the community in a meaningful way, consider joining the Greece Regional Chamber of Commerce. We're the largest suburban chamber in Monroe County, and we offer networking, education, marketing, insurance, and advocacy. You do not need to live or work in Greece to join. Our members come from throughout the region. In short, we're better together, and together, we're moving business forward. Visit greasechamber.org or call 585-227-7272 to join today. Politically Correcting. We are back here at Politically Correcting Boys with Christian Garzone. Thank you again for coming on and having this conversation with us. I'm sure, I'm sure the Veterans Outreach Center was like, oh boy, you can go talk to those guys. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, but Veterans Outreach Center, you brought it up, so I'm going to talk about Veterans Outreach Center real quick. Um, people confuse VOC with uh, the VA. I wish that when I got out, I knew about Veterans Outreach Center. You served as well. I don't know what your transition was like when you left Army service. In fact, what was it like for you? Uh, I never transed. You never, <laughs> never transed. I, st- I stuck the same. Your journey to civilian life, I should no, say. It was, it, it's weird because it's like every single day you knew what was expected from you. Yeah. You knew what you did. As soon as you woke up, you're timed out every single day. You know exactly. And then you get out. It's like... Here you go. Crap. Somebody somebody compared it once to getting out of jail. And I was yeah. talking, like it's that checklist. And yeah. you, you, all you're focused on is getting out and doing whatever you can. You're not really thinking about the tools they're kind of rushing to give you. Um, so I think Veterans Outreach Center is wonderful because when you get out, it should be your first stop. We are employment and training. Need help with your resume? We're here to help you. You want to know how your military skills translate to the civilian world? We can help you. We're also a homeless shelter. We're a food bank. We're like a Salvation Army with gently used clothes. You can get almost a brand new suit for yourself for a job interview. All free. Get your haircut. Do your laundry. We have art therapy. We have classes up the wazoo. You got a a, gym too, don't you? We have a gym as well. Yeah, and our our physical flag store, by the way, that's where the gym used to be. Our physical flag store is back open uh, down South Avenue a bit next to Richard's house. And we are at 447. South Avenue Veterans Outreach Center. If you're a veteran, stop on by. Services for you are free. We could even help you get your DD-214. I, mean, I know you guys know what that is. Yeah. I know what that is. Yeah, I know. And it's not easy to get that bad boy. I know. And you need it for everything. Yeah, everything, everything. 
Man, no, VLC has been doing some great work. I was working with them back when, I mean, been working with them for long ago with volunteer work. Um, you know, Sheriff Baxter was the yes. executive director for a number of years there. And the uh, homeless shelter, it, that, that place helped out family members. So, I mean, oh, it's time. it's a great location. You probably saw a couple of videos of mine back in the day of bringing food there, Thanksgiving, bringing clothing there. If you have anything that you want to donate do they bring it to the VOC? Bring it to the VOC. We can take care of it. And I think that I saw the need. It was so well illustrated over Thanksgiving and Christmas. You saw a lot of people showing up for a basket of food or, or clothing or whatever we could do. And there are a lot of gift donations that came in, families who needed Christmas gifts for their family. Um, there's a big need in this community. And we have a very high demographic of veterans in this region, uh, the five-county area. So there's a lot. And I think that says a lot about um, civic duty and service and the way uh, – we conduct our lives here in this area, you know? And to add to that, please do not give anyone on the street corners any money, any, any, anything that when they have this little sign that says, you know, I'm a homeless veteran, help me out. Bring it to the VOC because these homeless veterans, I'm using air quotes here because many of them just fake it. Bring it to the VOC. The VOC actually puts that food, puts the clothing, puts your money to really good use um, I can't speak well enough about them. I, the Flag Day, I would help yeah. them out with Flag Day. I think that's pretty cool. We just hand out flags for some donations. Um, you know, they, they just do some amazing work. So, And you're yeah. absolutely right. And it's one of the oldest veteran organizations, yeah. isn't it? It's been around since 1973. Started by a group of Vietnam veterans. And we know about uh, the Vietnam era and, say, when it came to the Veterans Administration and trying to find resources and what do you do. It was a very, very hard time for them. And they kind of pulled their minds together and resources and said, let's let's be a beacon of hope for those returning to get them on the right footing because it was really hard time for Vietnam veterans coming home. And you look at the past 50 years, what VOC has done, it's really incredible. The journey has been amazing. Just look back at the history, the expansion, the growth, the investment in the community. It's huge. Yeah, and the work, yeah, you guys work together with the Veterans Service Agency as well. We work, we work together, indeed, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of resources here for veterans, and I think that's a, a really good thing. Anybody can take comfort in and know that if you're down and out, if you need just a little bit of help or a lot of help, there's options here. Just go talk to them. Yep, just yeah. talk. Stop on by. There's, I guarantee you there's something there for you. Right. You know, the crazy part about just when we talk about veterans and the trauma that they, that they experience um, while being deployed or whatever, um, you know, issue they had within the, uh, their time in the military, these were young adults, right? So teenagers. just teenagers. So just think the impact that you know, any type of organization could have on, on, you know, these individuals. And now look at where our military is, where it's, you know, we have problems where it's depleting, you know, our, our population, our, our military population is just declining and we're getting more weird within our, our military. That's okay. They're going to let the illegal immigrants become uh, military members. I mean, that's just, that's a, that's a problem. And just to hear veterans talk about, you know, the current state of the military, where do you guys see our military going? Do you see that there is a potential need for a draft or, you know, what what should we do with our military? It's a scary time geopolitically. And uh, I don't know. I want to take comfort and think our military is up and ready for the task. But I don't know. A lot of funny business the past few years with military readiness. And now here we are with a powder keg in the Holy Land. And we've got Ukraine. We've got Taiwan and China. It doesn't look good. Mm. It doesn't look good. And I want to just hope for the best. But Oh boy, I'm know. calling it right now. I've, I've been saying it for quite some time now, but 
I'm going to blatantly call it out like I have before. I'm telling you, the only way that the U.S. government, if they were to turn the military onto or against their own citizens, would be that they're going to offer these asylum seekers mm-hmm. um, free status as an American citizen for two, three, four years of active duty service, which they offer that currently. But there's it only makes sense if they got rid of a bunch of good, patriotic veterans. Right. right. Only or, or active duty guys, and and what we've seen during COVID was exactly that. That's like George III with the Hessians and the Revolutionary War, like hiring these the Germanic speaking guys to come over. I don't know. I, I don't know if it would end well. I don't know. We'll no. See. Well, just within um, now with the powers that be, like our CIA, FBI, and also political leaders, they created the term domestic terrorists, and usually the individuals who are speaking up first and foremost and out there leading the way. There are former they are former military individuals, military soldiers. So to kind of have the leadership or the powers that be kind of point the finger at the people, the citizens, and especially military veterans, it should be some sort of alarm being rang amongst everybody else. Like, yo, just because I disagree with you does not make me a domestic terrorist. I'll say that to all the moms that showed up to the school board meetings and said, hey, I don't want porn filth in my kids you know, brain every day. And they're domestic terrorists. Too. They're domestic terrorists. Yeah. Yeah, well, the Catholics as well, whatever it was. The Catholics. The long, I'm Catholic. What Especially you, you know? the Latin mass. Oh, yeah. Very dangerous. <laughs> hey, stop him. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's weird times. Well, it's weird because the, uh, there was a meeting and the FBI was there to talk about um, how they're fighting against hate crime. And this was more geared towards the black community. Mm-hmm. Well, I got the guy in the corner after he went up there and talked about hate crime and stuff like that. And I asked him, I said, well, you you talk about how you're going to go after hate crimes with the full force of the government behind you. Here locally, we're seeing the protesters outside of Planned Parenthood who are simply praying for Planned Parenthood, praying for the families, you know, trying to get there. And they're across the street from Planned Parenthood and they are getting rocks thrown at them. They're getting freaking death threats and everything. And I said, are you going to go at them with the same fervor? As any other hate crime, just because they are Christian doesn't mean that they get to be terrorized. Mm. And they said, yeah, we're going to go after them with the same fervor. I'm like, will you, though? Will you, though? Because, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's that they are attacking Christianity. But if you were to attack Christianity, these past couple of years is exactly what you would be doing. Well, we already know that there is an overall agenda to completely obliterate our constitution in my opinion i think i will say i can't say okay we all know in my opinion i do think that there is an agenda to obliterate our constitution and you know re- give the state way more power than than it needs and just or just, deserves or deserves right so just starting off with covid that was just one segue then they're going to use domestic terrorism terrorism as an as another segue and Within just all of these social problems that they keep creating, me as a black individual, I don't have any fear of any type of uh, hate from, you know, any type of, I don't know, white guy or Puerto Rican, whoever. I don't know. Like, who? who, Like, the whole supreme. I mean. Again, who am who who am I supposed to be walking out and being afraid of just because I'm I'm black? Like this this isn't nineteen this isn't eighteen ninety nineteen hundred. I haven't seen a black man hung on a tree in God knows how long. Right? Like that's when it was 
real, real racism. And the black folks at that time were way more prosperous than they were today. Allegedly. Post, post-black post president, too. Yeah, I, I say allegedly. But well, he's allegedly black, though. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, no, I am not agreeing to that. <laughs> so don't know why I clipped that part right there. That was, was all there, me. And say Christian Garzo doesn't no, believe no, no, Obama was black. the black no, guy. I was sitting right in the middle. I just got my mouth It was the black Republican bigot that said Obama is probably black. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Christian, thank you so much for coming thank on. You. It was a pleasure, guys. Shout thank out to you. the VOC, all the work that you're doing over there, and all the work they've been doing for a number of years. If you're a veteran, go see them. Go talk to them. Thank you for joining us here at the Politically Correcting Radio Show on the WYSL. We'll be right back on Wednesday with some more amazing conversations with some ridiculousness from our White House. I think. We'll see what happens. Have a blessed day. I'm